1: Support comes from Pasadena Playhouse, presenting Jelly's Last Jam. Follow Jelly Roll Morton, the self-proclaimed inventor of jazz, in this ambitious musical masterpiece that's sure to blow the roof off the theater. Performances begin May 29th. Tickets at PasadenaPlayhouse.org.
2: It's Film Week on LAist 89.3. I'm Larry Mantle. Coming up Sunday is our 22nd Annual Film Week Academy Awards Preview. One category because of time we won't have a chance to do at the Orpheum Theatre is Best International Films. So we're going to do that right now, give you a little taste of what to expect this coming Sunday afternoon. One tickets at LAist.com slash events. We have five nominees for Best International Feature. We begin with The Zone of Interest, which is also Oscar-nominated for Best Picture, starring uh, Sandra uh, Ullair, Christian Friedel also stars John Jonathan Glazer is the director, and it's adapted from Martin Amos' novel. Christy, your thoughts on the zone of interest and where it stacks up compared to the others in Best International Feature?
3: I mean, this is going to win. <laughs> There's really not much question to it. There are some excellent films in this category this year, but nothing can possibly compete with the extraordinary cinematic achievement that is a zone of interest um, in terms of its subject matter. It takes place at this seemingly genteel suburban home which happens to be next door to Auschwitz because it's the home of the Auschwitz commandant and his wife and their children having a seemingly lovely life with their garden and their visitors but just on the other side of that wall is the concentration camp and what director Jonathan Glazer does here is in the most like almost imperceptible ways he create with the sound design, this, this hum that's incessant and nagging, and you know exactly what's happening on the other side of that wall at all times. But there's such an austerity to it that that makes all of this that much more terrifying. Um, This was a big winner for us at our LA Film Critics Awards this past year. Um, It's up for Best Picture Director. It's sound design, you know, very deservedly is nominated for an Oscar. And I just can't imagine that this film will not win Best International Feature.
2: It's uh, from the UK. They submitted it. And the oddity is the film is all in German. But uh, the director, Jonathan Glazer is British. Lael?
4: Larry, by the way, that's that's such an interesting point, because what we're seeing with the international film category is that it's becoming more and more truly international. Zone of Interest was made by a British director, submitted by England. Perfect Days was was made by a Japanese director, submitted—sorry, by a German director, Vim Wenders, submitted from Japan. And then there are other omissions, of course, Anatomy of a Fall being one that, that is a French film, didn't make it, but is submitted for— best picture, but it didn't make it for the best international and film. And it's half in English. Right. And it's half so so it's it's just really interesting we're seeing a lot of variation and shifting around in what it is to be an international film. And you're
2: at the mercy of, of each country's film commission or whatever you call it, that whatever the body is that submits the movie.
4: That's exactly right. And that's probably why Anatomy of a fall, despite having won the Palm Dor at can and and being getting a lot of acclaim throughout the year was not chosen by France because a, a good portion of it is in English. France instead chose Taste of Things, a lovely film, a culinary film, a period piece with Juliette Binoche, but it did not make the final five. So it's, it's just really interesting the way politics yeah. can play a role in all of this. Sometimes. And your
2: quick thought on the zone of interest, how I, it stacks up. You know up. what?
4: I respect it. I agree with Christy. I think it will win. Uh, it's it's very accomplished uh, sound design by Johnny Byrne was so good that we in, in the L.A. Film Critics we acknowledge that along with the music by Micah Levy. Um, it's 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 a really strong, well-made film. Glazer has been making interesting films. He makes them about nine years apart. Birth is another film that he did, um, and it's 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 worth acknowledging. Certainly, the it's gravitas. It's a very important subject matter. The fact that they're living next to Auschwitz, but living the seemingly idyllic bucolic life when horrors utter horrors, is, is going on next door which you don't see but only hear it's it's very thought-provoking
2: the zone of interest rated pg-13 also in the best international feature category is io capitano it's submitted by italy the italian film directed by matteo garone who also co-wrote the screenplay wade uh, what's this story about
0: you know what, Lale raises a really, really good point. This is an incredibly international film. And when they changed the name from foreign language category to best international film, I was one of those who kind of snickered because it felt like a, a distinction without a difference. But all of these films this year really are incredibly international. And it's given me pause. I've kind of come around on that. Four of these nominees, as Lale implied, have directors working outside their native countries, three of them outside their native language. And three on an entirely different continent, and Io Capitano is the best of all of those. I am not typically a Matteo Garoni fan, but he just he won me over here. Uh, it's a very simple story about two impoverished Senegalese teenagers who make this harrowing trek from their village across the Sahara toward Libya with the intent of crossing the, the Mediterranean and starting a new life in Italy. But Garoni doesn't bog you down in anything ideological about the migrant crisis between Africa and Europe. He really burrows into these characters, and in true Italian neorealist fashion, he has cast some non-actors, and these kids are amazing, and you forget that you're watching a movie. You are on this trek with them, and occasional kind of magical realist interludes just really bring you much further into their experience, into their emotions, into this unbelievable journey, and there are moments here which you you cannot believe were staged for the camera. It's really an incredible film.
1: Io Capitano, Tim. Yeah, yeah, neorealism indeed. De Sica would be proud of his uh, countrymate here with this film. Um, uh, Several of these films take you to very dark places. This film, you experience very dark things as we travel in this fairly episodic journey with these young men, the the, the things that happen to them. Um, But this film is intent on not leaving you in a dark place, and I deeply appreciate that. I appreciate that Italy allowed this film to be submitted on its part because the Italian folks as as a nation have been, oh, well, uh, they haven't been all of that accepting of of some of these immigrants. What I also love about this film is these boys, uh, they're looking for joy. They're looking for happiness. They're looking for a bigger life. They can work where they are. Uh, they're, They're not starving. They could stay where they are, but they want more. That's what drives them forth, and I think that that's a perfectly reasonable thing. He, they're not cast as desperate. They're cast as desirous of a bigger life, and I love that about this movie.
2: <laughs> Io Capitano from Italy. The film is unrated. Uh, We're talking about the Best International Feature Film Nominees, and uh, we're going to be talking about other major categories this Sunday, 1 o'clock, at the Historic Orpheum Theater, downtown Los Angeles. Please join us. We'll go category by category. Even if members of our audience vote via applause, get your tickets now at laus.com slash events. From Germany, The Teacher's Lounge, directed by Ilker Chatok, uh, the screenplay written by Johann. Dunker and chaok it's rated PG13 Lale the teachers lounge
4: I think this is an extraordinary film the teachers lounge is a taut and dramatic psychosocial thriller it stars a wonderful actress Leonie beenish as a new uh, hire in a German school she's a new teacher with the school itself has a zero tolerance policy towards anything theft uh, bad behavior and what is thought to be a stealing incident in the school something has been stolen begins as like an interrogation where kids are brought up, almost reminiscent of the SS, you know, in, in um, East Germany, um, they're frisking and accusations are sort of being flung around. And meanwhile, the teacher herself is very, is really very optimistic, idealistic. She's trying to keep the peace. Well, one day she discovers that actually her wallet has been stolen out of her coat in the in the teachers' lounge. But she has decided to keep her uh, her computer camera on, so she thinks she can catch the thief. Well, she may or may not be able to catch the thief because she only sees part of the thief going in to catch her wallet. So it's really quite an interesting story in terms of like what we believe, suspicions, accusations, mistrust. It also touches on even racism and racial, racial profiling. I should add the director. Ilker Çetak is Turkish-born. He's Turkish-German, and so um, there are many, many Turkish people in Germany. And there, this is actually part of um, what's dealt with there. It touches on racial profiling, xenophobia, um, the whole question of jumping to uh, judgments without proof, Um, and even you know the idea of uh, the the culture of the school essentially stands in as a microcosm for society. I thought it it does a tremendously good job, also pointing out the, the problems with the role of media, with finger pointing, and. All of this, it's brilliantly constructed. There's not an extraneous or superfluous word in the script. It's so taut. the performances are so good. All of the crafts are at the top of their game. Um, this is really the film you for right now. Movie. I love this you film. I, I hope everybody yeah, sees the it. it's enthusiasm's an coming film. through the microphone. Great score! And the speaker. Great score, also.
2: The Teacher's Lounge rated PG 13. We'll hear if Wade shares that enthusiasm when we come back. We're talking about the best international feature film nominees to be given out at this week's. Oscars or next week's Oscars this week it's the 22nd annual Film Week Academy Awards preview at the Orpheum Theater this Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Tickets at LAist.com slash events. Back in a minute.
1: Support for LAist comes from Pasadena Playhouse, presenting Jelly's Last Jam. When Jelly Will Morton's soul is forced to face the music, the self-proclaimed inventor of jazz is left at the ultimate crossroads. This lively musical follows the journey from the back alleys of New Orleans to the sparkling stages of New York, featuring a sizzling bandstand, electrifying tap dancing, and soulful tunes. On stage for four weeks only, Jelly's Last Jam. Performances begin May 29th. Tickets available now at PasadenaPlayhouse.org.
2: It's Film Week on L.A. 89.3. I'm Larry Mantle, joined by critics Christy Lemire, Wade Major, Leah Lowenstein, and Tim Cogshell, all four of them weighing in on the best international feature nominees for this year's Oscar. We're talking about The Teacher's Lounge, submitted by Germany, one of the five nominees. The film is directed and co-written by Ilker Chattok. Uh Leonie Benish is the star of the film. Wade, what did you think?
0: Yeah, it's terrific, everything that Lael just said. And, and you, you know, the, the cascading series of events, the way this all kind of snowballs out of hand, relies on a series of contrivances, which would normally be kind of unacceptable. But this isn't about the education system. Like Lael said, this is a microcosm of society. And so it's really a very much a, a kind of metaphorical or allegorical commentary on how easy it is for something as orderly as a school or as orderly as what we think of as civilized society to just come apart at the seams once you introduce a little bit of doubt, a little bit of superstition, a little bit of rumor. And all of these things just, just it, it frays and the seams just completely disintegrate. And the way it's put together is, is like Hitchcockian in the, in the degree of tension. And that music, it's a simple score, but it just burrows under your skin. <laughs> and every hair just stands on edge. And you cannot believe the tension that is sustained from beginning to end. It's really extraordinary. It's, I mean, once it gets going, it is just tense and tense and tense. And it gets more and more and it turns the screws.
2: Uh, Leone Beanish stars in the film. It's rated PG-13, The Teacher's Lounge, submitted by Germany. Japan's submission, as was mentioned earlier by Lale, is directed by a German, Wim Wenders. The film's drawing Koji Yakusho... Perfect Days, Tim.
1: I, I love this film. I think this this is my favorite of all yeah, of these I films that, that are chosen here. This film finds the exact right balance. Perfect Days. Uh, uh, this 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 guy who cleans toilets for a living. His perfect days are not perfect. They consist of some pain and some sorrow, which is just beautiful. The movie doesn't ignore the existence of pain and sorrow. It wraps it into this character who insists on finding a balance in his life. Uh, he, he works towards t- t- he has this goofy kid that works with him who's just terrible at the job, doesn't, doesn't want to do it. Who's oh, funny. Though. He's just absolutely hysterical. He has this niece who runs away from home and, and comes to live with him, which is interesting to me because I had the exact same thing sort of happen to me, and... And he learns from her while teaching her the kind of patience and the kind of understanding that he has come to, to build in this life. He has this woman that that, uh, that, uh, that runs his shop that he goes to where he eats and things like that. And there, there might be something going on there. But, you know, all of that is in this film. Uh, it's just lovely. The last scene of this movie, which is on this character's face as he goes from joy to sadness to joy. To sadness as he drives.
2: You know what? It's an incredible it's ending, t- and his performance is just yeah. beautiful, just mesmerizing.
1: So this is my favorite film of them all. Them, <laughs> directing, uh, who who just has a particular love of Japan and the Japanese people, and 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 a sort of way of being that you do not find here in the United States of America that you can find in Japan, which they, I think is fascinating. They
2: tried to hire him to do just sort of a, a, a film about the beautiful restrooms in Japan, and he came up with. <laughs> This idea of doing a whole, you know, dramatic movie in this way. Christy, what did you think of Perfect Days?
3: I love this, too, and it's a really necessary palate cleanser in a lineup of films that, like, we keep using the word harrowing to describe these movies. Yeah. This is, like, lovely and gentle, and it could have been so mawkish and so feel-good and sentimental and, like, oh, I love the simple things in life, but it's way more emotionally profound than that, and so much of that has to do with Koji Yakusho's performance. It is so understated, so human, and this the rhythms of his daily life are kind of envious. I mean, he... He cleans toilets, and they're all architecturally fascinating. If you didn't already know, you're going to learn a ton about how cool the public toilets are in Tokyo. Um, But, you know, he goes to his usual bar afterward to to get a glass of water. And the the gentleman who owns the place says, for a hard day's work. And, like, they know him there, and they know him at the bookstore, and they know him at the sushi place. And he rides his bike around town on his days off and takes pictures. And he collects all these photos of simple things like the way that the shadow of the leaves you know, pass across the ground as the sun goes through them. Like, it's a really great message about how you can have a life that is simple and joyful and have work that is simple and provide you with everything you need. Um, yeah, I really, really love this. And the use of music is really cool. Like all the, the songs that he plays in his van. Yeah. <laughs> are of an era and it, just, it sort of strikes a great vibe, like a good easy going vibe as to what his day in and day out are like. So this is a wonderful film.
2: Perfect Days from Japan. It's in Japanese with English subtitles rated PG. Perfect Days. And the final one of the five international feature nominees is Society of the Snow based on the true story of the 1972 Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571 that crashed in the Andes. J. A. Bayona is the director and co-screenwriter. Wade's Society of the Snow, submitted by Spain.
0: Yeah, here we go. You know, Bayona is Spanish, but this is based on a Uruguayan novel by a Uruguayan novelist, and it all takes place in Uruguay and the Andes. So, working across continents again, although in his in his native language, Bayona, of course, is a you know well known in Hollywood. The Impossible, The Orphanage. I mean, he's you know he knows how to make big movies Hollywood style. But he's doing a foreign language movie here, and it contrasts to the way that this was told the first time in 1993 when Frank Marshall made it as Alive, based on a different novel, based on a, on a British no- or a, br- a British telling of the story. And it's exactly the same story if you've seen the two films. You, you, you find it really intriguing. There's a Hollywood veneer and a sheen to the way that Frank Marshall did it. And you get lost in, in the reality of the incident when Bayona tells it. And the, the staging of the crash itself is astounding. It is, it, you don't feel any CGI. They shot this on a soundstage. They recreated it to in meticulously. So it really feels as though you are right there in this horrible moment. Everybody now knows it kind of goes to a very dark place. So what Christy was saying about harrowing, this is ultra harrowing. It is not necessarily a pleasant film, but it is an amazing recreation uh, that feels utterly authentic. And it's a very, very impressive piece of filmmaking.
2: Society of the Snow. It's in Spanish with English subtitles. Christy.
3: So tense. So well made. This is a film that taught me that my son's claustrophobic because he had to keep getting up and like walking around the room (laughs) when we watched it. Because there are some scenes of avalanches where like they think they're gonna make their way out and they're gonna be okay. And then a wall of snow comes in and it packs them in again. And my son was like, ah. (laughs) So just word of the wise, FYI, if this kind of thing bothers you. But that really speaks to how visceral the filmmaking is and how intimate. And the way in which Bayona depicts, as Wade said, not just the crash itself, which is thrilling and terrifying, but also the depiction of the, the, the dead, how you see their names appear on the screen, is adds a little bit of heartbreak with each new name, just the way that he displays them. Um, and you get into the process, the nuts and bolts of how do they try to survive? What would you do in that situation? How would you try to survive? It definitely puts you inside of their head. But the word society is crucial here. They are looking out for each other, they are doing the best they can as a team. And you learn just enough about each person to differentiate certain characters. And, oh yeah, that was the guy at lunch. And that was the guy who hugged his parents goodbye. And, uh, but the, the key here is that they are a team trying to mm. help each other. It's really, really well made.
2: Society of the Snow, from Spain, directed and co-written by J.A. Bayona. It's rated R. I want to thank our Film Week critics for joining us. They are Tim Cogshell, Leo Lowenstein, Christy Lemire, and Wade Major, all of them with us. They will be joined by their colleagues. There will be seven more of them on stage at the Orpheum Theater, beautiful venue in downtown Los Angeles don't miss us join us this Sunday afternoon one o'clock get your tickets at laus.com slash events please join us 22nd annual film week academy awards preview have a wonderful weekend
4: the Las spring super sweeps is happening now you can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism